Roll Slayers podcast. That means we've Fish sat you. down at this table a lot 25 of times, times. At least. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and played D&D together because we like hanging out. And we like Hayden, even though he's, you know, miles and miles and miles away. It still feels like you he's right there. He is there. He's He's somehow transported himself into a magic box. It's beautiful. Before we get into tonight's episode, as always, we have announcements. Take it away, Jeremy or John. Wiki, 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 slot. World Anvil. <laughs> Check out worldanvil.pxf.io slash rollslayers. That is our affiliate link. Check out some cool world building tools. Did you forget the order? <laughs> <laughs> no, I cut in line is what I did. Take that. Ooh. Also, we have a checkout code on Eldritch Foundry for Roll Slayers, and if you put that in, you'll get 15% off on your mini. 50% off? 50% also, off. we have social media where we do all the social things, where we do the discords, which is really that's the thing very, that you really should do. because Very important. Yes. And we do the Twitter, the next best thing that you definitely should do. And also the Facebook and the Instagrams and the YouTubes and the Tic Tacs. And the Patreons, if you like what we're doing and want to support it. We would love that. That would be cool. Yes. And in addition to all of those things, bumped very last is... <laughs> Wicked Wicked Slot of Kings! What's up? Cyruscape.com! And then... <laughs> if that's not enough to get you intrigued, I don't know what is. Nope. Uh, BeyondSkyrim.org. There's some music for you and your orifices. I was going to try to do like orifices, orifices. Orifices. Yeah. Kind of works out. Uh, whatever. So check it out. It's really beautiful music. Or right after this intro, there will be 30 solid seconds of sweet, 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 sweet Beyond Skyrim music. That is true. Well, with all our announcements out of the way, let's get into episode 50. 50! 50! 50! left off, the party ventured through a checkpoint of the Justicar's forward operation base, it would seem. Headed towards Wyosphere, and then perhaps the Langley Estate, or Oromont. Making their way down the road, they encountered a traveler, blind, though claiming to see premonitions. A vague premonition was given over to Vinny in exchange for a bit of water. And they made their way onward. As well as premonitions, there was a bit of light scrying going on by Cyrus and his ventriloquist dummy. Eventually, he inquired to Bells, is there someone I could look in on? 
he looked in on her mother, Lori Coburn. Apparently worried, up late at night, before being called away from the window by Bells' father, Charles. Cyrus recognizing the armor and Bells being a bit troubled over the news. We ended with a couple days of travel going quite smoothly with the party set to reach Wyosphere by midday of this day as they set out the morning of. So, Kaya saddles up the mules, gets them rigged up to draw the cart, and you make your way down the road. <clears throat> but early on, something... It's off in the distance. It's strange. You get a bit closer, and as as you're nearing the town of Wyosphere, each of you notice a line across the horizon, unmoving. Line? Sitting in full view of the road, as you near, sits a wall. Hmm. It stretches both north and south, seemingly for miles. Hmm. You see towers dotting the wall every mile or so on the road. As you get closer, sits a large gatehouse behind it, a half-constructed fort. The walls and the fort are constructed of what seem to be large, square, gray blocks fit together almost seamlessly. This is a new development for those of you who have traveled this way before. I don't remember seeing that there before. Oh, really? Um, it's new. Well, let's see if we can get through. Okay. Well, uh... Do, are we? You said it was runs north to... Oh, okay. Yep. That would be in our path. It would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> directly, <laughs> directly across the road as well. So, um, yeah. Do you guys proceed forward to the gate? Suppose so. Okay. Yep. So, proceed forward and are greeted about half a mile out by a pair of horsemen uh, wearing these kind of uh, gambesons of deep green layered cloth and squares of like leather and with metal studs, chainmail and boots and bracers uh, and shields and swords and and uh, spears on their backs uh, who kind of rein in around you and escort you in towards the gate uh, where you see more of of these uh, men dressed um, in this kind of deep green cloth. You see that the secondary color of their their uniform to be kind of this russet gold um, with a um, kind of a half cape in their uniform that kind of comes down um, from one side and then drapes off one of their shoulders uh, and a golden boar crest on the, the half capes. Um, and they stop your cart, and one of the horsemen gets down. Greetings and well met. We are the preservers of the new kingdom of Alonco. What can we do for you? Hail and well met. I'm Eurydian uh, Langley's daughter, Aletia Langley. Eurydian's daughter? Really? Yes. Well, I assume you're 
coming home then? Yes. He kind of looks up at the wall on the gatehouse and there is a more heavily armored officer in charge and kind of yells up, Iridian Langley's daughter is here. <laughs> he just nods. Send him through. Okay. Welcome ching, 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 to the freedom of New Alonco. Thank you. We hope your stay will be comfortable. And the gates doom, 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 start to wench up, allowing your cart through. Uh, then he's going to inside or wants to know when he said comfortable, was he did <laughs> was he in good was faith. He saying that with facetiousness? <laughs> Bless you. Sure. Um, make an insight check. Be, um, sorry, looking for it. Sixteen. Kind of hesitated before saying comfortable in a way that made you think, you know, saying more comfortable. Obviously comparing Alonco to the ascendancy. So it probably was trying to say a polite way of saying Welcome to the real world. Welcome to somewhere that's better. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't like comfortable in your manacles. Arrest them. (laughs) Your eternal reward. (laughs) 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 Love it. But you pass through into the fort. And then through another set of gates on the other side Just of the fort. Done. Uninterrupted in your travel. Many of the soldiers take a look at you, and you do see that there are a fair amount of soldiers within this garrison. But unless you have anything to do, you pass through and pass further west. Are you indeed heading towards Langley Manor, or are you headed towards Erringal? Or not Erringal, or not? Ooh, crossing in the fork. Because you're gonna, if you're gonna head towards Langley Manor, you're gonna start to need to bear north. Mm-hmm. Um, which one's closer? Uh, I mean they're kind of equidistant. Langley Manor is probably a little closer. Uh, they're kind of in a little triangle. I'm gonna turn around. What do you guys think? Do you think it wise to stop and ask my father about the Civil War? Or should we press on? Well, typically I, I, I err on the side of more information rather than less information. It's a. Uh, he pulls out the map. It looks like it's a minor detour, but still we should reach Langley Manor before. I mean, we, we'd have to go up a little bit. It's not as direct, but I yeah. believe the urgency that we had spoken of earlier was to see your father. Yes. And let's not, not to butt in. Um, but, but I imagine your father is someone of, of some import. I know, uh, but, but I, I'm afraid I might be a little bit less informed than everyone else. Um, what's, what's, it, it, what's his relationship to all of this? Who, who is your father? I mean, I, I guess that he was a noble of some sort. 
Yes, my father uh, owns some land uh, and uh, is has some political political power. Uh, our family, let's see, um, I don't know how to best describe it. Uh, has often sent their children off to become knights and has been part of the recent uprising in the new Alonco kingdom. So the, what we've just entered, it seems like he supported the uh, rebellion of the crown and separation oh, from the ascendancy. Oh, oh this, is, this is very involved, isn't it? I suppose. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's good to know. I'm intrigued and, uh, to be honest, a little nervous. So are you headed to Langley Manor? I think we'll, we'll speak with my father. We'll make this short. So, you head vaguely north on a smaller, less paved road. It seems to be, you know, a little bit more out of the way, but you head in a northern, westernly direction. Um, uninterrupted for about a day and a half, and around midday, you crest a small hill and see a beautiful stone bridge arcing gently over the banks of the Elk River. To your right, a large water wheel connects a mill house to a stone and stucco uh, building with a thatched roof. As you move over the bridge and further along, the rest of the estate kind of sprawls out before you. Before you sits a grand manor, manor house of brown and black sandstone. On the left side of the house sits a large square tower with a peaked roof. Many paned windows sit in orderly rows and smoke rises lazily from several chimneys. Directly behind the manor sit several houses, fields of grain and fruit and pens of animal. To the west of the manor sits an imposing cathedral towering over the land. A single tower adjoins it with a steeply inclined roof of black slate. At its apex, apex sits a silver statue of Bahamut, wings outstretched. As you arrive at Langley Manor, the old familiar home. Oh, so the Bahamut thing is—it's a family thing. Yes. This is where you grew up. It is. Huh. It's hard to imagine you as a child. Why is that? Well, I mean, and Cyrus is obviously looking upward at Elen. <laughs> well, well, um, you know, you're just so capable and strong. And, well, it's just hard to imagine you vulnerable, I guess. Oh, how sweet. I guess. Six four. I just did the conversion again. It really is a beautiful little uh, plot of land. So there are like baby pictures of you on the wall or anything? Um, I think we commissioned some artists who were down there luck to do a few portraits of me, but I'm sure my mother put those away. And she's a little, you know, you notice she leaves the subject quickly. <laughs> I'm sure she's put those away. Well, let's uh, let's go in. Let's not dawdle. I suppose They're, they'll probably bring us some 
refreshments. As you kind of pick at the pick at the mules and the stable and kind of come up around the side to the the house. The house is like imposing double front doors. Um, you knock, and a familiar face opens the door. The uh, the face of the the house's caretaker and steward, uh, Robert um, Hobbs, <laughs> who's this smaller, portly gentleman of middle middling age. He's got this shaven face, but he clearly sports a pretty poorly hidden toupee. Uh, and has these pale blue eyes, dresses in kind of a frilled shirt of fine make and vest. Teaches T-ball on the weekends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Master Lynn. Master Hobbs, it's so good to see you oh, again. Come in, come in. All of you. Um, pleasure to meet you. As you're ushered into the modest but nice entry hall, and he leads you into a, a small adjoining room. And Vinny, as... Cyrus walks in, he's got mud on his shoes or something, and like prestidigitations him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Make sure everybody looks really good coming in. Yes, and it's this kind of this hall of uh, checkered pink and kind of dark red granite, almost checkerboard style, uh, but he leads you into a small sitting room and says, oh, sit, sit. Well, it's been quite some time. Um, and you've brought friends? Well, friends, uh, we've formed a bit of a guild. We've uh, a, a traveling company, and that's our name is the Guild of Goodwill, and that's what we purport to do is to carry out acts of goodwill. Ah, and you've come home. Well, not forever, but just come to ask my father a few questions. Uh, Lynn is modest. Uh, we are indeed very good friends. <laughs> you see a brief wor- look of worry take over his face. <laughs> But you notice he called her a Lynn. And he says, Oh, I'm afraid Euridian is not presently here. Your family, um, Elise and, and your mother, they all went to Oramont to um, pay homage and your father serve on a war council there with the now king. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting indeed. <laughs> well, I suppose we should make for Armand at once. Um, do you have a horse or some horses we could take? Oh, um, but of course you're not going to stay for tea or, or I'm afraid I, I, we... honeyed lemon cakes. <sighs> that sounds, and she like really tries to disguise and her mouth just watered and she's like nope 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 and she stands up okay I'm also like, imagining him bringing like ants on a log no she has known this man her entire life yeah and he knows that that's gonna get her to want to stay but she stands up and uh just marches towards the door and says Thank you, Master Hobbs. It's wonderful to see you. I'll see you again soon, but I, I must get to my father at once. Okay. Um, and as if she were battling the greatest evil, she said no to those living honey cakes. Yeah. <laughs> she stormed out of that place. I just get behind me, cakes. <laughs> I didn't see her. No, I must not. I am a Lynn of the Ruby Throne. Anyway, I can have the horses saddled. Um, 
Silvermane has not been ridden for quite some time, but if you'd like, you can take Silvermane. Oh, I'd hate to put him through some more work. You know, he's he's been a good horse. I, maybe we should just take the mules if it's faster. Yes, yes, let's. Let's just take the mules if it's faster. Sure, we have horses enough. And you know that we love to to serve and honor everyone. We don't mind. Maybe... Maybe I was just going to suggest perhaps we leave the horses here, uh, our, our mules here with the with the cart, and take only what's necessary. The horses would get us there faster, surely. That's true. I'll have them saddled up. Uh, in, in the meantime, I'll have someone bring some lemon cakes while we're getting them ready, and we'll bring the cart in as well as the mules, um, and, and have them stabled and fed. Thank you for your haste, Master Hobbs. I know you know what's important to me. No, no, of course. Um, it's all strange times, and I'm sure with all the confusion you were looking to talk to your father. Um, yes, I'll... Right away. He bows out of the room and heads off to start saddling horses. Um, lemon cakes are brought and had, as well as tea, and eventually you were led back out. The mules and the cart are gone somewhere else, but sitting in front of you are six horses uh, of mostly brown coat, but there are a couple of black and then there is a bright white stallion that is a bit older, but it is indeed Silvermane. He he did bring out Silvermane for a limb. Aww. While we're having uh, cakes, I'll, I'll kind of do that backhand to Remy on the shoulder. It would be nice to retire in a place like this, wouldn't you say? Oh, my God. Oh, yes, indeed. I gotta be <laughs> honest. I, I really did not expect digs quite like this when I came on this journey. Oh. I more expected us to be lying in the mud for a few weeks or something, but this is <laughs> a, a, a pleasant surprise. Well, when you travel with our... Band, you get the best because we are the best. I think. And also, she has a great deal of money. I assume. Yes. Uh, I don't. Yeah, she does. What's uh, everyone's passive perception? Like 10, Fifteen. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, it is seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So Remy and Bells. Uh, Vinny says she has a lot of money. And you start to notice and put together a few things. This is a, especially you, Bells, this is a fairly rundown man. Mm -hmm. This has not been upkept to the oh. degree <laughs> and status yeah. that, for instance, your family's estate might have been. Mm -hmm. So that, think, you, you do notice that it is a bit unkept. It's still, you know, the building materials are still nice and the architecture is still, you know, holding. Mm -hmm. But... The, you know, there's dust in corners. There, is, or like maybe uh, the fashions are outdated, or something sure. like that. Definitely, <laughs> foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, the church does look to be mostly unused, mm -hmm. except for maybe a few people. But it doesn't seem to I have been. Uh, this is still probably the nicest place that Remy has been. Oh, maybe by ever. far, by far. <laughs> yeah, uh, coming from Oldar. Uh, actually, no, no, no. You you passed through Caldean, didn't you? 
Uh, yeah, I assume. You've been to nicer so, places I mean, in Caldean, but that's it. Well, he wouldn't have gone into manor houses in Caldean. There's a lot of public establishments that are nicer than this in Caldean. Oh, the public manors, okay. No, not just plazas in general. Like, <laughs> public manors. Some of the plazas are very. <laughs> this is the public. It's, Sorry, a, it's a manor turned into manor a tavern, house. a public house. <laughs> It's a public manner where everybody gets to make their own decrees within said manner. <laughs> anyway, uh, I imagine this sprawling landscape is somewhere I would like to, uh, for me and my my mother to settle down when we are in our old age. Although my old age will probably come sooner than hers. I never really so thought about that. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> oh, that is that is very very strange. Uh, Cyrus is going to, without without poking around too much into anywhere that would be like intrusive, he's just you know kind of kind of going to be eyeing the the shelves and and flat surfaces for you know portraits, portraits, you know old yearbook photos, old friendship bracelets, uh, you know out outdated youthful. Articles. Make a perception check. Thirteen. Thirteen. You do spy several family portraits. Um, with it's, it's funny. Um, it seems like a limb doubles in height in each portrait. And you have little <laughs> tiny toddler. And then she's somehow shoulder linked with her mother, and then just towering over the rest of them in the final one. Uh, Elaine, uh, Rachel, if you want to describe uh, your parents and your sister, you may. Otherwise, I'll I'll do it. Sure. So she's towering over the rest of them. Iridian is like this slim man, but with like rosy cheeks. He's got a nice smile. Uh, he's got um, oh shoot, yeah, blue eyes. Uh, like. He looks very friendly, like he was once a very handsome man, um, but now doesn't do like a lot of hard labor. So he's just kind of slim, but trim and well-dressed, but it, terribly out of fashion. It's terribly out of fashion. Uh, Helice, uh looks like you know, the mom. Um, she's totally got uh, chubby cheeks. She was laughing, or at least looks like laughing. In the the artist depicted her as having a big smile that stretched from ear to ear, um, and like so much so that you can't really see her eye color. The artist just kind of did little, you know, notches for where she was smi- beaming too hard, uh, and she's got uh, deep red hair. Uh, there's this shy little girl that's kind of clinging to her mother's apron. Uh, and it's not Alin. Uh, it's her little sister who has jet black hair, just really looks really fearful. <laughs> and, um, they don't really have like spectacles, but she would have totally been a glasses wearer in, in our day. Well, spectacles uh, are definitely a thing. Oh, well, okay. Well, she doesn't have them. Uh, and she's just like <laughs> kind of squinting and like kind of, fr- you know, looking very worried in this, in this portrait. That's what you see. You may see, actually, you also see on mounted on the wall under a little plaque, it looks like someone spent 
more money than they should have on this plaque, but it's it's a very fancy plaque with like a, a small little what looks to be like a narrow training sword and it says Olin's first sword. Oh. <laughs> training sword. I'm also going to say if you look for it, Olin's um, proud of uh, she like sees you snooping around and kind of maybe even just to get you to stop looking at the family portraits. She uh, lifts up a chain chain necklace uh, with shells uh, like from a lake and points out my best friend Berzetta and I made this. Oh, uh, uh, what? Berzetta. Berzetta. Oh. Oh, interesting. That's, this is cool. Ellen's <laughs> <laughs> like really proud of it. She looks at it for a long time and then places it reverently, like on the very end. Like, but she smiles at it for a long time. It seems like lost in thought, but also very proud. And it's not oh. very good. It doesn't look crap. This. Oh, we made it. We found the shells. You said how old were you? When you oh, made oh. <laughs> 14. <laughs> See, I was hoping for like some some scraps of bad poetry or something. This is great. <laughs> That's John the player saying that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's quite charming indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Did you used to wear it? Oh, she has one too. I like a friendship necklace. We made them. We made them while we after we spent a day at the lake. You don't like wear that. yours anymore. I keep it here. I was afraid that something might happen to it. Imagine if it got cut in battle and all the shells fell off, and then I stepped on them. And she looks like really <laughs> concerned, and then she like shakes her head as if to like dispel the the fan, you know not fantasy but the nightmare. Well, that makes sense. It makes me anxious about some of my belongings now. Actually, <laughs> um, anyways, it's it's, it's a quite a charming thing. Are those relics from when you're you're young? Yeah, uh, and then. Ellen is done <laughs> looking at these things and feels embarrassed and leaves. As you head outside, the horses are saddled up and ready to go. You can easily transfer your, your bags and belongings from the cart have been set carefully on a wooden pallet that's been pulled forward. Uh, and you can load up your saddlebags and, and whatnot with your various belongings and mount up, making your way slowly maybe a bit sadly away from the Langley estate on to Oramont to the southwest for another day and a half you travel before again around midday or I guess, I guess it would be in morning with another day and a half morning of, of the uh, the day after you arrive at Oramond. As you arrive, the horizon kind of, the city of Oramond starts to loom on the horizon. These towering spires of uh, what you know to be Aldar Citadel, the bronze dome of, of Quartz Basilica, the reddish pink granite of Archon Conservatory. As always, the sprawl of buildings outside the walls known as Thrull Circle or Muck Circle, lies within sight as well. Those of you who have been here before 
as you near the city, there are changes here that you start to pick up on. Mm. The most glaring difference is being built around the rural circle, a wall. It seems to circle the entire city, and you can hear the sounds of hammers, of builders shouting, and the delivery carts barreling down muddy streets. Even more striking is the brilliant green color of the wall being built. The shiny colored clay bricks are seemingly inlaid into it. Even farther into the city, you can see parts of the bronze dome coming down off the Basilica of the Storm. Things are indeed changing. As you make your way towards the outer wall. Hmm. So they're dismantling that Basilica? They're taking down the bronze anyway. The bronze, so the Basilica of the Storm, for those of you who know it, is a temple dedicated to Kord, the Storm Lord, one of the Tetrad. It is this kind of uh, double-columned dome-like structure with a deep bronze um, sheen to the top where it's basically plated in the metal. Um, And Kord was known as the patron saint of Ormond. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I would say that uh, going into going into Oramond, Vinny would say, um, listen, it might be better just to take certain precautions. Um, I will go in disguise. He'll cast disguise self on himself as they're walking through the streets and things like that. And he will disguise himself as uh, Mr. Hobbs. It's mm. a good one. The caretaker? Yeah, the caretaker. Okay. you just seen him. So So you're heading into Thrill Circle? I, I would ask. Oh, can you do that for others, not just for yourself? I'm sorry, it's just for myself. <laughs> well, I, th- I think I'm good. I don't... I don't... I don't really know anybody in Ormond except for, I guess, I guess Professor Fingers is here somewhere, and I want him to recognize me. So should I put on a hat or something? Or a, I guess I could, I have a, I have a neckerchief. I could make, fashion a shawl. Uh, here's this, and, and Cyrus is going to pull, pull out his, uh, his uh, Hawaiian shirt with pineapples on it. Oh, it just, uh, this is flashy. He puts it on. I, I don't think any of you have anything to worry about. I just, for my own precautions. There's just kind of like a bulge where his pauldron is underneath the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, better safe than sorry, I guess. Well, you look like you're having fun. Yeah. It, is it too festive? It seems like it doesn't match the vibe of the city right now. It's all right. Oh, no, it's 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 a I mean, maybe it's a little early in the morning. It's more of an after 5 p.m. shirt, if you know what I mean. I see. Do you happen to have a hat I could maybe match it with? Um, you have that old ammo hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give that to you. Nice. <laughs> uh-huh. This is perfect. <laughs> oh. 
You look okay, absolutely ridiculous, ready. but that is just fine. Oh, you look fantastic. Don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of take my cloak and just sort of throw it around my um, back to kind of hide my quiver and bow. Okay. So, thinking yourselves adequately disguised, you enter... <laughs> Except me, I have no reason to hide. <laughs> Owen, as always, will draw attention wherever she goes. Um, but you pass through the half-constructed walls of um, now the outer wall of Oramont, which, and to, to, especially to you, Vinny, and to you, Bells, is quite a surprise. Um, but you, you find... I, I will also absolutely keep my eye out for Vorin or really any Goliaths. Okay. I will make note of that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You enter the rural circle and find that the streets are now cobblestone. Hmm. And freshly washed and painted houses and buildings are in Thrill Circle. In Thrill Circle, in Muck Circle. Mm-hmm. Thrill Circle seems to have been revitalized in a way you never would have expected. And, and when would this have happened? Because Vinny would have, I mean, at the start of this adventure, he would have been 10 days out of war. Mm-hmm. Seems quite recent. Yeah. Where abandoned houses or lots once sat are now markets or storefronts going. Steady traffic in and out of the streets by crowds, by horse-drawn carts laden with every sort of resource you can imagine, from wheat to corn to iron. This is a different city than when you left. Oh, they've really really done the place up when I was here. Uh, The the Thrill Circle, or the Muck Circle, as we called it. Well, uh... Was much like it sound, sounded a, a bunch of muck. Hmm. This is this is impressive. They've done so much work in so little time. They've been busy. Bells would just be distracted, kind of like craning her neck, looking around. Hmm. So, do you have a heading within the city? You headed towards the behind. War Council. <laughs> you're headed deeper into the city towards Old Oramond. Yes. Okay, so you're headed to Alvar Citadel. You make your way, beeline straight to the inner wall, pass through the gates to Old Oramond, which has several districts you're familiar with. Passing through the Temple District, you see crews of work teams on scaffolding on the side of the Basilica of the Storm, indeed taking down that bronze, and you do see um, kind of these sheets of what look to be like dark blue lapis lazuli that they're hoisting up on uh, winches. Um, for those of you who haven't been here, the Basilica's uh, got, it's kind of a double room sort of thing where the out, outside is uh, walled with just columns, open air, and then the inside seems to be um, the temple itself. Um, all of it made of this dark black stone. Uh, you pass a library of sprawling pink granite with golden domes. Um, you pass through the trade district, the merchants' guilds, and eventually into the ducal district, or now the king's district, oh, to like Aldar the- Citadel, which is set on a hill. It is this imposing fortress of gray-white basalt. It boasts seemingly eight towers interspersed throughout their curtain walls. In the back of the citadel, 
seems to run parallel with the outer city wall doubling its thickness. The keep itself doesn't seem to be opulent in architecture, but harsh and unyielding. And as you make your way through the curtain wall, the guards then greet you. There is no distinction, apparently, between guards and soldiers, as these guards who greet you are preservers like you met at the border. Hail. Hail. Hail and well met. What business do you have with the king? Well, I'm actually not here to speak to the king, but rather to someone on his war council. Uridian Langley, uh, sorry, Uridian Langley, my father. Scratches his face a bit. Huh. Okay. Come on in. <laughs> okay. He leads you up the steps to the, uh, the interior of the Citadel, your horses being picketed by stable boys. Uh, and you enter into a large hall. Again, very spare, very lacking of embellishment, but very functional looking. There are uh, several murder holes and uh, arrow ports. Um, this is seemingly a very defensible castle. Um, some of you who know the history may know why, but um, you make your way into um, a small adjoining room off the hall. Um, and he says, uh, wait here. Um, can I ask your business for seeking Lord Eurydian? For counsel with my father? His eyes kind of go wide for a second. Oh, um, yes, um, sure. I will notify those who need notifying and uh, they'll come to you. Thank you. Um, this is not a mm, comfortable waiting room, but there are seats and benches along the sides. Uh, it looks to be kind of a an antechamber. Um, but eventually, coming through the door uh, is a recognizable figure to you, Alin, uh, your mother, with her deep red hair and smiling visage, kind of kind of half skips into the room and, and just wraps you up in a hug very quickly. Um, you also see another figure enter the room. Um, those of you... Um, who are nobles, as well as maybe Vinny might recognize this to be Adrian Costa. Mm. So Vinny it's just her Adrian. mother and Adrian? Yep. So, she kind of holds you back. <sighs> it's been a while! How have you been? Have you been eating? Well, yes. You remember, I have to eat quite a lot. Yes, uh, you didn't give up your poetry. Tell me you didn't give up your poetry. <laughs> Don't worry, Mother. I wrote you some, and she reaches into her bag and, and produces. This one I wrote about the wilds. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I will read this right away. Oh. So, uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, Hi, I am Alin's mother. Nice to meet you all. Hello, I'm Cyrus Gray Malkin. Cyrus, nice to meet you. I decided to accompany Elin on her journey to see you. <laughs> Make a deception check. I'm going I'm gonna port and roll, that's a one. Because <laughs> 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 I wanna see it play out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do not. That's uh, okay, so <laughs> 
part. I just want to see it play out. Man, this You're going to see a lot more than that play out. PvP! <laughs> you see her kind of give you a look. Okay. Well, that's good to have you, Robert. Um, and you. Oh, um. So, okay. How familiar oh. am I with Adrian? Would he recognize me? Adrian might recognize you. You're not sure. Make a make a insight check as he's kind of eyeing you all. And you see, Adrian is dressed quite royally and mm. and um, has this kind of thin, more gaunt face with um, like a, a small black beard and a hooked nose um, and almost flinty eyes, just observing you all. Uh, he does wear a stylized um, silver crown on his head. I rolled an eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. You're not sure if he recognizes yeah. you or not? Um, I just say, yes, hello, I'm Bells. Oh, Bells. And, and you? <coughs> R- Remington Northerly Topsford. Remington. And she wraps you in for a very, like, <laughs> strong hug. Oh, it's good to meet you all. And you? Oh, I'm I'm Kaya Dole. I'm your, uh, your daughter's squire. Oh, well... That's... You got a promotion? That's amazing! Oh. Oh, that purse is a problem. Um, oh. She kind of looks nervously over at Adrian, who just kind of... You see the, like, the corner of his mouth upturn a little bit in a smile. But then it's gone. Don't worry, Mother. You know that my first... First loyalty is to justice, truth, and our family's mission. It may well be that my time with the Ruby throne will come to an end, depending on my, depending on the outcome of my conversation with father. Sweetie, I don't want you to give up on your dreams. We support you. And she, this, okay. Everyone can see that this has totally thrown her. This is like not what she expected to hear. Um, so she's still processing that, like, support. Mmm. Well, and then she falls back on the last thing she remembers saying, I will have a talk with father. You see a look of worry go over her face, and you hear <clears throat> Adrian clear his throat. Uh, that will be hot. Uh, your father is, uh, away. For how long? As long as it takes to bring the rebel Lord Coburg to heal. To heal? He is the only one who has not bent the knee. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy! Sorry. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> this is. Hmm. It's no. a pleasure to see you again uh, in this house, Elitia Langley. Thank you, Master Castell. Uh, she doesn't, like, linger, uh, but, you know, turns, I don't know, she's, she's kind of looking around. Mother, where's Gwen? Oh, she's uh, in her room reading. All right. I'll sit her down if, if 
you'd like to say hello. I assumed you were on Knight's business. Yeah, I just needed to to have a counsel with with Father and get his insights. Our family's always been loyal to the crown, you know, so if there's a a reason for us to depart from that path, I felt that he might have a very good reason and I might be compelled to hear it, but if he's not here, then then the conversation may be moot. I've had long conversations with him. Perhaps I could speak to it or or, uh, our king. Um, Sorry, it's still strange saying that. Um, Is he open to having an audience? Adrian nods slowly. I see no reason for an audience. I can speak to it now, if you prefer. Does this or we mean can have that, a formal audience if you like. Does this mean that you are the king of I which we speak? King of Nualonko. Yes. And she like squints. She's like, really? Master Custo, you are now King Custo. Correct. King Adrian, would you like that? Is that the title? I do not like titles. You just may call me uh, Adrian. Well, then you know that I find myself in a difficult position. You remember that I left to join the Knights of the Ruby Throne. I do. To serve, to carry out goodwill throughout the land. Uh, I was knighted. I suppose maybe you could fill me in. Uh, I'm more interested to hear from you. What exactly is going on with the rebellion against, um, well, the Ascendancy? There are many reasons for our departure. As much as I am friends with uh, Damien Blackthorn, as much as I enjoy the man, I cannot abide the institutions of the Ascendancy any longer. Hmm. I believe in something similar to what the uh, apostasy has done. Freedom of religion. Rights to those who are less than fortunate. And I also have personal stake. My family's history is well known. This is true. Well, as you know, my family has worshipped and continues to worship one of the Tetrad. And the Tetrad are welcome within the kingdom of Nualok. I saw that you were tearing down some of the um, artifices to the patron saint of the city. Court. Court. His basilica will become something new, dedicated to a new patron saint. Whom? Corilo, the Archhut. Court's worship will still be held within all worship halls, but he is no longer the patron saint of Oromont. While we may poise for war, we do not relish it, nor do we relish battle. Why the change? 
there has been much you do not see as a knight of the ruby throne. Much oppression, much hardship. My the more uncomplex below. My dungeons are full of housewives, grandmothers, children who do not follow the set path of the Tetrad. Because they worship Melora, because they worship Corallon, because they worship Arathis, they deserve to be punished so greatly. I do not blame Damien. I blame those around him whispering in his ears. This has been a long time coming. Perhaps. For clarification, did he say Corallon was going to be the new patron saint? Correct. And that brings me to your father. He... When I approached him with this, he was thoughtful. Quiet. He took several days at your estate to think. He returned to me with a history lesson. The Langleys once ruled Alonco as kings. They cared for their people. They made sure that they prospered even at the cost of the crown, constantly. And when Martel Blackthorn marched on Alonco, all but the Costos, my family, surrendered. The Langleys made that choice, not necessarily because they agreed with the Blackthorns, but because they cared for their people. They wanted to protect them from the horrors of conquest, from the horrors that my family endured. And they did. But now, seeing as many of us are aligned and seeing as the ascendancy is less steadfast than it was in its defenses. Joridian decided that it would be prudent for all his people under his estate, under his lands, under his rule to not have the yoke of black son oppression hanging over their heads. And so now he serves me and his endeavors to bring in this Charles Goldberg. His wife, your mother, he looks over at your mom, is a guest of Aldar Citadel and has served me well on my war council in his stead. Really? And she's like processing this new information. She blushes as, again, she's not known for... She's she's known to be a little bit, you know, head in the clouds. But she blushes. Yeah, 
I have been helping. Does that pass muster? Yeah. Make an insight check on all this. Sure, sure. Let's make an insight check, just to see. Thirteen. These flinty eyes of the now king Costo are almost inscrutable. His face not moving or showing much emotion. But there's something in those eyes. Is it a rugged determination? Defiance? You're not sure, but you you believe him to be forthright in what he's telling you, and at least that he believes this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is there... Do I see anything, like untoward like my father's away and she's on the war council helping out sure I'm gonna like there's not anything going on between Hillise and this guy uh with that inside check probably not he's got a wife mm-hmm it's actually his wife is the daughter of the Kitagora mm-hmm okay well I, I knowing my mother in game doesn't seem likely, but I also think it doesn't seem likely that she's providing much useful intel on the war council. I'm like very doubtful. Oh, well, <laughs> it's not my war council, not my battle. <laughs> <laughs> not the first round draft pick. No, but if you're having go get them, guys, <laughs> you can do it. Uh, then uh, Ellen's going to make the judgment call. If this is my father's decision, this is the way of my house, I will, uh, unless I hear from Bahamut that I should change course, change direction on this, I'm going to go ahead and align with my family, uh, and their allegiance is my allegiance. If my mother serves you, so shall I, in the regard that I still intend to maintain my knighthood to travel and to do to do good, but you will have, if your life is threatened, then I will protect your life. And if you, unfortunately, I can't swear that I'll do your bidding or go where you send, but I am aligned with the side of justice, peace, upholding, making sure that those who are in danger are protected and while that is open to interpretation, I will take the definition that you and my family set. I am honored to have this happen. And I will accept it. Um, fear not. You may serve as a knight because uh, regardless of, of the status of war that we find ourselves in, I do deeply care for the people of the apostasy. And the knights are one of the few groups that seek to protect it, not just from exterior forces, but internal. I would very much like 
you to continue to protect Damien Blackthorn and protect his people. So, welcome to Oromont, all of you. If you'd like to stay here at Al- uh, Citadel, um, feel free. If not, we can set you up somewhere nice. Uh, the Ormond Corner Club, the Wyvern's Tale. Uh, if you require sustenance, uh, let one of the people know. Uh, you may not see much of me, but uh, I am around if you need anything. I am, after all, my people's servant. And he kind of gives a shallow bow. Nice king. Does this, like, kind of coincide with what I would know of his general character? It's off, but not... Here's the thing. Duke Adrian always felt off to begin with. So it felt like he was a bit manufactured every time you met him. This feels like a more authentic version of Adrian. So it doesn't it doesn't seem like he's putting something on more himself, or like if anything. Okay. So it doesn't seem like he's trying to deceive us or that like he's genu- like what he's saying is genuine. Make an inside check. <laughs> 21. He believes every word he says to you. Okay. He believes in the cause that Nualanko has uh, rebelled over. Okay. So, um, is there anything else I can assist you with, or I can be on my way? I think Bells would just kind of be like markedly staring in disbelief, trying to like process all of this. Yeah. And Mr. Hobbs. He's just standing there quiet, holding his hat or whatever, or just holding his hand together. Um, honestly, probably trying to be in a very quiet corner of the room or very unassuming, whatever that is. Inconspicuous. Very inconspicuous. Mm-hmm. Basically, all you know about him is that he brings snacks. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's it. And he showed up to... <laughs> yeah, and in retrospect, Vinny's thinking, Scott bad idea. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Because the Lynn's family is nice. Nice enough to just be like, oh, whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as he as he posits that question, uh, Elise will say, um, oh, no, we're, we're good. Wait, I'll, I'll help him. And he gives another short bow and exits the chamber. So, um, so are you here? You just come to check on me and me and father. Well, for our council, which would determine my alignment with uh, either the the crown or this crown. So, it. I am grateful that Duke Ney. King Adrian has not forced me to choose between my duties to the Ruby Throne and my duties to my family. There are some things I can be grateful for. However, I have a mission that is above them all. Oh? Does this have anything to do with that young Linus boy? (laughs) 
Yes. Still? Wow. Yes. Well, how's he doing? Did you patch things up? No. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, sweetie. <laughs> Player Jeremy is laughing. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, did not patch things up. Um, image of uh, Alyn imagining herself stabbing him repeatedly multiple times <laughs> with like each sword. <laughs> then snap, snap back to reality. There goes gravity. Um, oh boy. <laughs> then it's like, you know, um, no. Uh, I might stop by and see Gwen. We'd love to stay here. We'd love to stay here while we're in Oramond. We're conducting a little investigation. Um, maybe or maybe not related to Ma- Master Linus. And uh, uh, um, we have chambers here. Um, Some of you might have to bunk together, but it should be okay. Maybe I'll stay with my sister. Would it be possible? Sure. She's just... She's become quite quiet. But she she loves her books and playing music. She's, she's grown up while you've been gone. I'm eager to see her, but I don't want to Frightener. It's perfectly fine. Are you? I know it's it's quite early. Do you have business in town before? Or would you like to to go up there? Um, I'll go see her now. Okay. Uh, the rest of you, I can show you to some some chambers within our wing. You can set your your belongings. Um, anything you want in the saddlebags of your horses brought up, we can. You can dictate to one of the the, uh, the helpers within the castle and they'll bring it up. And she'll lead that you. Sounds, that sounds wonderful to me. Of course. Um, I, I got all your names already, correct? Yes, you're Remy. She hugs you again. How tall is oh, she? She's... she's go thank ahead. you very much. Short. (laughs) She's quite short. Nice. Um, But then she leads you up um, into an adjoining tower, up into um, kind of a wing of of rooms, um, each of you uh, within these uh, fairly adorned rooms, but not overly, you know, luxurious, um, and then leads you over to Gwen's room, uh, Alin. Says, okay, well... I actually do have some war council things to attend to. It's quite strange. I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying my best. Anyway, uh, to talk with your sister. Thank you, madam. It's good to see you again. You don't have to. Thank you. Ellen <laughs> uh, whispers, sometimes it's better just let him pretend. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, my head in the clouds sometimes, but you know. Sometimes I, I mean, it's easy to see a rock in the sky, you know. I know, I know. He he makes me feel the same way, but I promise he's got a good heart underneath all that. Well, have a good morning. Um, I'll check in with you later today. She okay. 
walks back down the hall with purpose. Did we see? Did we see where the war council room is? You did not. Okay, we just know it's somewhere in the within the citadel. So now we're all in our separate rooms. If you should choose to be, um, you probably would bunk with Cyrus, Benny, um, and uh, she'd probably get Remy and Bells their own rooms. They're probably three rooms. Besides Is there kind the, of the like a central lobby area? It's a hallway. And Do I know where their room is? Yeah, they're all okay. adjoining rooms. Okay. And would uh, Vinny, would he... Is it, does this look like it's a, a common place where a lot of traffic is? Or is no, it kind of it's a private hall. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, then Vinny will, will stay. Vinny will stay. So they go into, They're everyone goes into rooms, their rooms. So we have shared doors. They're not, a, you don't have shared doors, but oh. they are, they are next to one another. Yes. Adjacent. Adjacent rooms. Um, but yeah, you can go into your rooms and if you'd like and rest and relax, or you can accompany Alin if you'd prefer. Uh, but Alin's going into uh, Gwen's room. Um, and you see, um, in the in the time you've left, Gwen has kind of sprouted up a bit and is taller. Put almost, my imagine her. Almost shoulder height with you. My and she sat up like almost like cramped into the cut of the stone where the window meets the wall uh, with a book and kind of looks up. Mother, Alin! Hi! She closes the book hurriedly. You see her, she does dog ear it, which probably bothers you to no end, but she dog ears it and sets it down and kind of gets up really quickly and runs over and hugs you. Uh, I didn't know you'd be coming. I didn't know I'd be coming either. Oh, well, well, did you see Mother? I did. She's very busy right now, but good busy, I think. Busier than I've ever seen her. Yeah, well, I'm glad I don't have to be. There's a lot going on. I'm glad you're not at the house alone. No, I would have gotten way too lonely, even with, you know, Hobbs and... And the rest of the folk, you know, it's, it's good for you to be lonely. with mother. Yeah. Um, well, well, how have you been? Where, where have you been? What have you been up to? Come sit. Well, I've been traveling and trying to help people in need. I did the nightly thing, you know, that you might read about. I ended up uh, with my friend's help, of course, slaying a dragon, you know, and Really? Any this all number of magical beasts. And I start to regale her with all the different. She basically listens to the podcast, you know. Sure. And so she's we count the tales. Wow, I've I've read about some of these places, but I've never dreamed of what they were actually like. Mm-hmm. You found Ziza? Yeah. I read about that in a history book. Yeah. It was. That's- it was quite a time, and there was this bird that would not leave us alone that kept jeopardizing the mission. A bird? Oh, bird. yes. I, I was thinking in Ziza, the, the bird that kept the parrot. The parrot. Yeah. Then after that, there was this rock. This, you know, you know about those huge birds, oh, Gwen? 
Yeah, I've read about them. They're quite enormous. Well, we distracted the rock several times. Not once, not twice, but many times by leaving behind rotten meat for it to, you know, land and... <laughs> we got the meat. We had meat for it. Well, well what are you doing here in Oramont? Seeking counsel with Father. You know that my occupation is... Uh, to protect the crown in the ascendancy. Oh, and well, he's, he's gone. He went to subjugate some rebel lord or something. I don't know. Everyone said he's a stick in the mud. Yes, that's that's the talk. Uh, I was hoping to talk with him directly, but I guess I got some good insights from King Adrian. Oh, he's nice. That's what I thought when I talked to him. He's very interested in my books and my paintings and all that. He's, he asks questions, you know? No one ever asks me anything. He's got a kind, kind spirit, I think. So uh, whether or not that is, you know, the measure of man's ultimate goodness, you know, someone could be very nice and end up not being. And then, you know, there's a little bit of a darker tone. Like someone could be very nice and end up not being very good in the end. But... Well, that is time will tell, I'm sure, with King Adrian, and he seems nice enough. Well, one thing's for certain: we'll probably, I'll probably be reading these in, in histories someday. That's likely. If I, well, that's grim. She kind of shudders. If I'm not executed for treason, anyway, uh, I'd never let you be executed for treason, little sister. <laughs> Thanks. Well, well, you're you're here on a mission. Is there anything I can do to help? No, I just wanted to see how you were doing, and oh, it's just been some time since I've yeah been home. I'm doing well. I'm just you know, I wasn't ever as good at making friends as you, so you know. <laughs> I wish the rest of the group. <laughs> I wish the rest of the group could hear her sister say, "I was never as good at making friends." It's really funny. It's in funny. retrospect. Oh my goodness! But um, you know, I've got mom and dad, and well, when I get home, I'll play board games with Hops. Hmm. Yes, keep. keep it <laughs> yes, when you get home, you can play board games with Hobbs. Well, speaking of, uh, I I have a mission to get back to. I'm glad you're well. Good to see that you're still, you know, that you're still you. It's 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 nice. Good to see you. Well, are, are you going to be here a while, or are you just are you leaving again? As long as it takes to complete my investigation, and then. Well, I don't know what's next. Great. So I'll see you at dinner. And she <laughs> flops open her book again and curls back into her reading nook. Okay. And she like sighs and goes. Uh, and then she stands at the doorway and then yells back. Oh, and by the way, I'm rooming with you. And then close the door. <sighs> you hear this heavy <laughs> sigh. <laughs> and you hear muffled <laughs> through the door. No stealing my clothes. I couldn't fit in them anyway, she says to herself as she's on the other side of the door and just leaves. I'm rambling with you, Mom said. <laughs> Mom <laughs> So. Well, that's, I don't know 
<clears throat> While okay. that's happening. What's up? As soon as Vinny gets in his room and the door closes, is he drops disguise, mm-hmm. waits till the hallway is cleared, and then sneaks out and then wraps on Bells' door. Okay. And here thumping on your doorbells. I'd open it. Oh my goodness, Bells, this is insane. And he just starts moving in, walks in, walks into the room. I cannot believe this. What are we going to do? Your your father is being apprehended by a Lynn's father. What in the world? What I cannot even imagine what you must be thinking. What are we going to do? Is the Guild of Goodwill, are we, are we going to be split asunder? What is going on? Um... If you knew my father, you'd not be quite as surprised. Um, Yes, this is quite typical for him. Quite typical? Um, yes, he's not a, not a man of, um, well, he's not one to bend knee to anyone if he doesn't believe it's necessary. I guess you, it's it's six one way, half a dozen the other. You've been one knee over here, been another knee over there. Uh, but either way, I, I, I'm really here to talk about you. What, like, what do we do now? This changes everything. I, I, does it change everything or do, does it not? I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to be sympathetic. But do you say that? Yes, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to be sympathetic. I'm trying to understand what you must be going through. Uh, I don't know what to do. I, she just turned tail on the ruby throne. Well, maybe not the ruby throne, but she just turned tail on her own. Well, we don't all have family that's willing to just do whatever's right all the time. I mean, some of us didn't grow up that way. Strange nothing for me. Well, I certainly didn't grow up that way either. I just it, it, it seems like Elin's father is on the march to apprehend your your father. What will he do? I should mean perhaps he it? should be apprehended. I don't know what he's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, I don't know what to think in this moment right now. I'm <laughs> thoroughly confused. Uh, but uh, are you saying this out loud? As yes, abso- absolutely. I, I yeah, he is. Uh, I'm. I. I was hoping. I mean, I don't know. I, if my someone was coming from my mother, I would be marching to Alanar right this minute, and it wouldn't matter what knee they had bent or not bent, or what knee she had bent or not bent. I would be for her, and Bells now will just start crying. Oh no 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 no! no, no. Uh, I, I I I sorry. I, I maybe I'm overreacting. I, I apologize, Bells. I this is obviously very uh, confusing, and I just want you to know that nothing changes. I still told you, I told you that I would have your back. 
that does not change. And I know that Olin will not turn her back on you either. Uh, regardless of what you decide to do with you and your father, um, we can work this out. I, I just know that we can work this out. I think Bells would kind of just like get up against a wall or bedpost or something and sort of just kind of like slump onto the ground. Um, and just kind of as she's crying, um, I, I left my father because I'm not sure what happened exactly, but he either imprisoned or killed or sent away, I think, the only friend I'd ever had because he didn't worship one of the Tetrad. And I'd take out, like, the staff of Melora with the little leaf on it. I thought I could trust my family and I brought home this man that well that had looked at me and seen me and not just used me for what he could get from me but cared enough about me to listen to me and was really the first person in my life that had ever done that and I thought my family could help him. I I met him in Thrall Circle and he was in a place where I thought I could help and I I brought him home to my family and and he disappeared after they'd found this staff of Melora. And I don't know what happened to him. And this was all that was left of him. I can't... I don't really know what to do with that information. And what do you think after hearing what Adrian had to say? My father has only ever wanted power and status and fame and money and has used me his my entire life and his entire being is just about gaining status and power and I I think he's trying to hold on to that and it worked decently well for him once before and I really have no idea what to think but I'm not sure he's in the right here Wow. I am deeply sorrowful for your plight. Uh, I, I think about how enraged you were after that play that smeared your family name. And yet, we stand here in and it seems as if you're running from the very thing. 
and I can tell that I can tell that there is just so much more uh, to try and learn and understand and I I can't imagine what you're going through yes you don't understand it wasn't um, it wasn't seeing them smear my family name it was seeing what my father had done to others that was really upsetting oh yes he doesn't even really believe in the worship of gods we have you know temple our back to court or whatever that you know he doesn't he doesn't any- worship not really no, he thinks it's idiocy. It's wasteful. It's so he uses the means of the land to assert power over others, just because, because, because it's a it's a tool in his hands to wield and to assert himself. I, and those I. It is these very people that if there is any part of me that desires to see good in this world, it is against those very people. And to be, and yet to be family with one who has such disregard for others. She would start crying again. <laughs> seems to be the very thing that the Guild of Goodwill would stand against. And I know that uh, it's, I will um, I'm here for you. If you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. I know what it's like to be rejected by family. And I know what it's like to reject them. It's about this time that, uh, Alin, you exit Gwen's room into the hall. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to promote for everybody. Okay. Knock on everyone's doors. Uh, Cyrus will be... He'll be sitting in a chair, and across from him will be another chair with Ralphie sitting in it. And Cyrus is <laughs> he, he's leaning back, stroking his mustache, and, <laughs> and he says to himself, I think we need to see a jeweler. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing, Cyrus, with that creepy doll? Oh, he's been helping me out. That's even creepier. <laughs> he helps me see things. Now you're just doing this on purpose. Franklin angrily flicks you, flicks you in the face oh. with his tongue. Franklin, I haven't forgotten about you, but oh, but there's a little glare on his face. You are an invaluable asset, Franklin. But Ralphie is helping me to channel a certain kind of clairvoyance. 
and I think he needs some more accessories. I think he will be very helpful. Alan marches over, takes Ralphie. Alan. And holds him up out of, like, (laughs) holds him up. Don't you want to know what is going on behind those closed doors? What closed doors? The War Council. She puts Ralphie down. I think Ralphie can help us with that. Okay. I trust you. (laughs) I don't like that doll. Cyrus is going to cover his ears and say, don't say that in front of him. Oh, Cyrus. It's a doll. Well, how is your sister? She's good. Let's see this war council. I need to know where that room is first. It's so important. Mm. Well, why don't you send Franklin to find it? Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Franklin. That's a great idea. Franklin! You see, like, a little smile. Finally! A use for You two can work together, and we'll get No, 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 that does not be over hasty. (laughs) No, 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 Franklin, you help us find the room, and then, and then Ralphie can help us see into it. Angry, angrily flicks Ralphie in the face with its tongue and then waddles off into the hallway. You should listen to your familiar. He doesn't like Ralphie. <laughs> he needs a horn. A what? <laughs> what? You know, like a little, a little trumpet. Uh, no, I don't think he does. I think he does. I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, let's oh. go find the others while we wait for Franklin. You guys can gather one by one in and, and whoever's room you'd like. Uh, let's gather in Cyrus's room. He's already I, got the setup, the seance setup. <laughs> uh, so do you come and get us? Yeah, so uh, I I probably wouldn't move. I'd probably just stay on the floor. I, I think right about that time, maybe even before you knock, Vinny would be coming out of Belton's mm-hmm. room and uh, startled by you in the hallway. You would say, uh, "It may not be a good time for bells right now." I think we should convene, even if we. Uh, can't meet with her because Cyrus has a plan to get us into the war council. It's fine. I'm fine. Why would you say something like that? Oh, I just meant to afford you some privacy. What's your passive perception? It is 11. Okay. You don't see any tear trails? She's wiped it off enough. (laughs) Alright, so we're convening. Okay. You guys convene in Cyrus's room. So, Am I Cyrus. There for yeah, yes. You, you can get yeah, you're. We'll knock on your door too. Yeah, yeah. That's that happened. You're special. You get knocked on. He, uh, get Remy. he answers it a little bit like too quickly, like he's been right by the door. Oh, <laughs> oh, Remy. Uh, Remy, that was. Anyway, um, we are we are meeting all together, um, and I think that 
this will concern our next heading, so I think oh, it would be good for you to right. join us. Well, I'll be I'll be ready to to listen in and, and see how I can how I can assist. Certainly. Um come on. And we go in and uh, Alin will be directing this uh this meeting, so we'll we'll uh hear from her and then uh, discuss our next plans. Okay. And then we walk in the door. Alright. So Master Cyrus is going to use Franklin to find the location of the War Council. Then he will use his divining item to <laughs> see into the council and potentially hear what they're saying. Well, the hearing is a little spotty right now, but I think if he had like a, an, an instrument of some, like a little horn, then Didn't the hearing I... would be better. Couldn't Franklin just watch it for you like we have done in the past? But Franklin's also gotten caught in the past. <laughs> well, who's going to notice the lizard? It's just some humans discussing. I, well, yeah, I know, but he's gotten caught in the past. And, and I think these people know a familiar when they when they see one. He doesn't act like a, like a normal lizard, you know. Could you not just ask him to act like a normal lizard? This is, and I clap aside, this is Cyrus's area of expertise, and it's clearly something he really wants to do. <laughs> and plus, Franklin, he can only go so far. But if I know where the room is, I can, I can see into it from a lot farther with Ralphie. Could she not just describe to you the people that are in the room? We could. Well, I mean, that's a shot in the dark. Oh, I see. I mean, what, what what we did the other night was, that was a test. That was an experiment. But it, but the sure thing, if I know where the room is, I can see into it. Well, then let's just send Franklin. What are we waiting for? Oh, he's already on his way. He's trying to find it. Yep. And what's the distance you can see? <clears throat> um, I think it's... Like a hundred feet. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Whereas clairvoyance is up to a mile. Yeah. So as you go to pop into Franklin's eyes, he's probably already out of one hundred feet range. Uh huh. Can you see? Can you see anything, Cyrus? No. Well, maybe I. I mean, can. he's he's still. I, I know he's still looking, but I, I can't see anything. Well, maybe I can help. Um. And then Vinny will cast invisibility on himself, and uh, and then ask. Um, I, I don't know. Would he? Would he have been in this? Has, has he been here before? You would not know necessarily where. You've only been to a few chambers here, and they tend to be more on the outskirts. Yeah. This is a new thing for. They need to do right, or is it not? Invisibility? Yeah. No, this isn't no. new. Um, he did that at the top of the pyramid too, and ran around it a bunch of times, and then got lost. I can take one. Oh, up. okay. Yeah. So, Mom brain. Uh, I can go looking for this war councils. What should I be looking for? Oh, I don't know. Wherever, wherever Adrian Costello is, and Ellen's mother. 
So, assuming that the War Council would probably be upstairs, not in, like, common areas, he would at least try and head in, uh, head in the direction of, like, stairs, upper level. Trying to get farther up? Farther up. Okay, make an investigation check as you go, as well as a stealth check at advantage. Sure. So, stealth check is... Sorry, just one moment. A stealth is a 22. Okay. And you said the other was investigation? Yep. 12. Okay. Nope, uh, sorry, 14. You do a pretty good job of kind of scouring the upper chambers, passing through several other kind of halls dedicated to seemingly lords like uh, Uradian. Uh, a few, you know, uh, more servant quarters, a large kitchen um, that seems to be two-story, actually, um, but no no war council. You do what? find a recognizable door, uh, the apartments of um, Adrian and his Mosal's uh, chambers um, behind a set of large oak doors, but that's it. Uh, okay, uh, and then so if he did, wasn't able to find anything upstairs, he would go downstairs, thinking it could be something central, some uh, central place of strategizing. Okay. Uh, uh, make, a, make another stealth and another investigation. Okay. Uh, natural 20 on the stealth. Okay. Plus uh, so 25. Okay. And uh, 8. Oh, Sorry, I rolled two. I should just take an advantage. I don't care. Uh, I'll just do between the two. You've, you've been here once. Okay. Just give it advantage. 20. Yeah, Franklin's also 20. looking at the same time. Yeah. About about the time that Franklin comes skittering around one corner uh, in a chamber behind the main audience chamber, you come around the other corner um, and both look... Um, to a door that seems to be guarded by four very heavily armored preservers. Uh, Franklin not seeing you, but you seeing Franklin. Uh, but this seems to be probably where the war council is taking place. Uh, you see Franklin almost almost smirk to himself, looking very pleased, and start to trot back Aww. with his tail up in the air. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, and so... Is, is the doors, are they open? No. They're not open. They're closed for guards. Yep. And Vinny and his head will say, this must be it. Okay. Um, and then he'll also do the same. Okay. He'll, he'll go back. back. He'll head back. Okay. And he'll try to think of how would he get there, basically. How would he tell Cyrus to think about it, where to get it, like locate sure. the location? Where it is out. it? Yeah. So Cyrus, about forty minutes goes by, mm-hmm. and then eventually, in your consciousness, Franklin comes back into range, and you see him come trotting in, and sticks out his tongue happily. Mm-hmm. He's found it. Okay, great. And so, I mean, in Find Familiar, it does say that we can communicate telepathically. So mm-hmm. I assume he can show me where. He can show you where it is. Okay. And shows you a small image of uh, kind of basically his root. Okay. 
So based on what I've gathered from Franklin, I'm going to go ahead and cast Clairvoyance. Okay. Vinny, you stroll in as um, Cyrus is uh, kind of excitedly talking with Franklin uh, and then pulls up the doll. Okay. Okay. I I found it. Uh, It looks like you may have already figured it out, but. Yeah, I mean, I can I can get I can get the location from Franklin better than from from any from I mean, audio. I'm sure, sure I'm sure you would do a, a a stellar job describing where, but Franklin can show me more clearly. And now let's see what Ralphie can show us. Sure. So you see in the eye of Ralphie um, a large table, circular in nature, with maps and different sorts of pieces representing castles or forts or walls, uh, various units, um, and several people leaning over it talking. You see Elise, uh, Elin's mother, as well as King Adrian Costo, and he's murmuring, if we move troops here... But hang on. Um, the way that the spell works, I'm going to rules lawyer myself on this. Good, no problem. Um, I can either see or hear. Okay. And so you we, see them, yeah, and and that's talking. that's why I need I need the horn, yeah, yeah, so that I can modify the spell, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll work on that. Uh, but you see him pointing and gesturing, and make a perception check, see if you can read some lips. Okay. You wouldn't choose hearing in the war council. I no, I don't have. He doesn't the, have the choice. I don't have the components oh. for it. Oh, I see. Um, okay. I thought you could choose perception, one. Perception, uh, sixteen. Sixteen. You catch out some, like, you, you can make out some of the words that they're saying with reading of lips, and they're basically planning and strategizing the movement of troops. Uh, it seems like from what what you catch, a lot of the wall is still not complete, but they're trying to secure their territory as quickly as possible. Uh, at the very end, you do catch a snippet of, do I have an update on the Coburg situation. Mm-hmm. And you see someone stand up and start to talk. Well, yes, the uh, the army has marched and has arrived and it ends. Okay. Uh, so I will relay that information to the to the rest of the group. And Vinny's eyes will dart over to Bell's just kind of knowing glance, but also just checking in on him. I think I would just sort of look at him like, let's not, like, just cool it. So he would, he would just be like, I mean, yeah. Like, clearly not wanting to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, definitely or not just, gonna just spill like, her own hey, beans. Yeah. yeah. At that point, um, Kaya kind of peeks her head in there. Hello! Um, I've picketed the horses and made sure that all our belongings have been brought up, and uh, you guys were talking. Kaya, you are a saint. Thank you for doing all of that. Uh huh. I hope I didn't interrupt. I'll no. just, I'll be down the hall. Don't worry. Can, can we talk about that for a second, Lynn? What, what is her relationship? Do, do we want her to be in or out or? Oh, what it's okay. Her... I'll just... Oh, I, I was assuming she had already left. I wouldn't have said that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, that uh, would be really weird to say <laughs> <for her. laughs> yeah, Do we no, like I'm, her? Do we like her? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what he's asking. He's like, yeah. do, 
yeah. Is she cool? And she's uh, she cool. Do, do she's I, just I, gonna kind of like we'll we'll tell her what she needs to know. It's a need to know basis. I think, do, should we be treating her like? Should we be hazing her? Should well, we treating no, her like dirt underneath good. our feet? Or? No, what? no. We'll treat her with kindness and respect, but I don't want to in, over involve her. She certainly doesn't need to know that we are spying on the war council. Yeah, no, no. I think the she will know what she needs to know and no more. But that doesn't mean we treat her badly. Well, you know, Squire. Maybe a little. I, I don't know. A little, little bit of hazing. Light hazing is fine. No, light hazing is not fine. Oh. Yeah. She's my squire. You don't get to do the wiggle motion <laughs> and say, eh, wiggle motion. <laughs> wiggle motion. <laughs> the wiggle motion, if there's wiggle room on what I said, there is no wiggle room on what I said. So if we're talking in a room like we just were, and she walks in, we all go, Hoom! And then just stop talking and look at her, and we'll wait for your cue. How about that? Yeah, I think we should, you know, let the conversation come to a close naturally. And if she asks about it, explain that it's on a need-to-know basis. It's our mission, and she will understand. That's not her purpose to ask questions about the mission, especially since she's part of the Ruby Throne, and she's serving the crown. And if we are crossing to subjugate... Uh, some, you know, I, I don't know. Let's just say we're doing something, you know, that's contrary to her. She is under no obligation to follow me in my in my allegiance. So I I don't think it's best to keep her in in the circle. Have you discussed us crossing into New Alonco with her? What is her thought there? I haven't asked her thoughts because I haven't needed her thoughts. All right. So if she, if, if a circumstance like what just happened happens again, she comes in while we're talking. What if we pretend to continue talking, but we don't make any sound and make her think she's gone deaf? Just a little light hazing while also accomplishing the purpose (laughs) of maintaining our secrets. A good compromise. No, the whole reason that we're not explaining things is because she doesn't need to know. We're not hiding anything personal. We're just not explaining because it doesn't need to be explained. She'll know what she needs to know and there's things that she doesn't need to know. There's no secrets. It's just she's not she's a squire. She's going to help with the tacking the horses and she helps with food. She doesn't need to know where we're going. Okay. So hush hush around Kaya. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) All right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think we're in agreement here. Well, I think what's evident is that we are all under very strained circumstances, and that is becoming more and more visible. Uh, why is that? Also, am I? What is the mission now? This thing has gone gotten very confusing to me personally. Well, let's reorient ourselves. I'm glad you said that, Remy. So we are here to scout out some leads in Oramond to bring down the Katagia family. Once we're done here, we will... I don't know. We we just need to track down those leads. So it's Vinny's uh, companions. It's Vinny's contacts that we're supposed to seek out next. Yes, let's just go deal with that already. And 
nothing of uh, nothing of this. Um, oh, what was his name? Well, your father. Well, I think there are maybe some things that are hitting a little close to home for some of us that we probably just want to keep our fingers on the pulse of what's happening there. But, you know, I'm following a lens lead on this one, but I also, you know, considering the, you know, her dad versus her dad showdown that's about to happen. I'm sorry, what? We might just want to be in the know about it. No, her bells. We haven't known each other long, but, um, your father is, uh, oh dear. We don't know what my father's doing. Right, but your father is, um, oh, I'm blanking on names. Your father is, uh, uh, the Coburg. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I see. This is very convoluted indeed. So let's continue on with our mission and should we need to come back to this we can we'll just we'll just keep our ears to the ground and just if there are any developments we'll just try and be aware but we have a mission that we need to engage in that takes priority yes this war is clearly irrelevant to us at this time i'm actually quite frankly glad that we're we're saying that now because um were we to engage in a conflict of a political nature, I cannot engage directly in those unless I'm directly harmed by either party. Um, in which case, I would be expending my efforts ensuring that everyone else stayed healthy. And we. Okay, wait. Wait, would, you have would, rules. Would Bells be familiar with any of that? With. His the yeah. rule of his organization. Right. Make a history check. Mm, okay. Because you're probably the only one who might. Oh, and that twenty. That twenty. I'll explain then. So yeah. what you know about their organization? Is yeah, you mis- Hayden, the character has yeah. kind of explained it before, but I just didn't know how to react. Well, I haven't. Hayden I have not explained very much of it, and <laughs> okay. I won't more He's dump anybody or anything like <laughs> that. But what you know about this is that they <sighs> appeared in the last Great War. Um, in that time, they established themselves as medics of some renown, mm-hmm. and if anybody. Uh, interrupted that course of duty mm-hmm. their their primary objective is to completely eliminate the um, interruption mm-hmm. uh, the tender hearts did serve do your, not, your father they as do well not, to okay. a degree How, sorry hey. however yeah however they would they are not allowed under any circumstances to preemptively strike okay okay so they basically, they were wartime medics for both the Apostasy and the Ascendancy. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I knew that. Maybe not. Um, or at least knew, understood the, like, rules of your... What could happen in battle. Yes. So that's that's the long and short of it. Um, there's plenty of other activities I can engage in, you know, skirting skirmishes and whatnot, but not ever directly... Um, engaging in any way that would be compromising. Well, that that's wonderful. Um, I don't really plan to engage in any political skirmishes either. 
Um, Alin, Benuthra, what should our next heading be? Well, I... I need to make a visit to uh, the Broken Tusk. See... Would I, would I know You've that place? You've heard of it. You've not been. It is a very, very seedy mm-hmm. location. Okay. There are... You'll know that there are known to be... People look away, the guards would look away, but there is a fight night that happens in the sizable alley behind okay. the pub. Okay. There's a reason that it's called the Broken Tusk Pub. There's lots of uh, bar fighting and whatnot. Okay. Is it all fist brawls? Not always. I mean, are we talking like dog fights, cock fights? No dog Anything fights like or cock that. fights, but uh, people fights. People people get shanked on occasion, and if they can get away with it, they can get away with it. <laughs> you say two halfling fights? Yeah, it's, it's just halfling fights. Oh my gosh! So uh, there there is a place where, well, I suppose probably the the easier the easier um, visit would be to Bar- Barrowman's momentary missives, just to see if that. That letter just got to Urengal, probably. Yeah, I kind of figured that that probably wouldn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, probably need to go directly to the source on this one. So you're headed to the Broken Tusk? I feel like I might need some backup here. Um, but it might be better for me to go in alone. Um. We can have some sort of plan. If you do not hear from me in a certain amount of time, then you come and investigate. We'll take Franklin with you. Are you sure? You need, you, you do you need to go muscle? alone? Yeah, well, I can be your bodyguard. It's not the that I need that. Knight of the Ruby Throne at the Broken Tusk. I am trying to avoid conflict, not bring it upon myself. If I can do so, then I think we will have a successful meeting with one of my previous colleagues. Could you take Franklin with you? Osiris, could you watch him as he travels? We can can wait outside. I think if Franklin would be willing to come with me, then... Oh, that thing, could that thing... um, Oh, I don't want anything to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) So the plan is for you to wait outside and and look for Franklin? Yes. Okay. Um... And I'll go inside. I uh, and then so my thought is we go there. I will disguise myself and go in and ask for a friend and see if I can. Uh, I don't know. See if I can arrange a meeting and uncover some more information. What should the signal be? Should you need us? Or shall we just only come if it's necessary? question um, I will say you can hear it too right mm-hmm. yeah, Frank, yeah Franklin will be able to see what's going on I'll just uh, the key phrase will be I could really go for a drink right now uh, you sure you wouldn't be saying that anyways no not on this one okay so you venture out back into Thrill Circle, the construction echoing all around you. 
make your way to a small alley where there is a recently painted big blue building that is already being retarnished. <laughs> you see someone on the corner of the building actively blessing it, to mm-hmm. use a term from a few episodes ago. <laughs> And a very large, full-blooded orc standing out front, bouncing people or, you know, letting people in. Um, Mm -hmm. And would he be letting, I mean, who is he bouncing? Vinny would know who he would bounce. People he doesn't like, basically. (laughs) Vinny would be okay in his book. You know this orc. But he's disguised, right? Like, I'm what not is disguised he? yet. Okay. I'm yeah. not disguised yet, but that's you, the plan. You could get in as Vinny. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is it should he go in as Vinny and then, but then, if somebody asked him, he doesn't really want there to be a trace of Vinny, okay, in town. So, jeez. Oh, he would disguise himself. Okay, tell me this. Would Ismazal, would she have come here? No. Would, like, would she have ever made a presence there at all? No. Okay. Just making sure. Um, so then he'll disguise himself as Vern Thistlebrow. Okay. Oh, my goodness. You see Vinny take the form of Vern. And walk up to the door. The orc kind of cocks his head. Hey, you big. I'm here to fight. <laughs> oh, out back. I need a drink first. <laughs> Make sense. Is that the signal? That is, that is what he said. He, that can't be the signal yet. I don't Come think he needs help. And he lets you in. Surely he doesn't. That's that, why I said we need yeah, a different <laughs> signal. As you enter, as he enters in. Okay, go ahead. The I'm sure he's fine. Building remains unchanged. <laughs> On the inside, tavern brawls afoot, drinks slung, and in the corner, in a booth you recognize, is a tabaxi gentleman. Kind of darkish fur. Looks to be kind of these liquid gold eyes. One ear missing. Trump fangs peeking out from his mouth. With this kind of black garb, tight-fitted, studded leather armor underneath. And his van braces with his throwing knives. Tome of Secrets, sitting in the corner. Having a drink. Okay. And under his bed. Uh, he'll whisper to uh, Franklin. Sorry about that. That was not the signal. Um, oh, sorry about that. That was not the signal. Oh, no, I was just waiting to see what you do. Uh, so he will make his way uh, through the crowd, keeping on the outside make as much as possible, just not trying to move through or make a scene or anything like that. But he'll make his way over As to the, the booth. the most giant man that you could have <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, with his maul and everything. Yeah. You know. You make your way over But the slowly, booth. unassuming, you know, not making eye contact necessarily. or Just normal. Just normal. As you approach, Tome of Secrets makes eye contact with you or 
Not really, because he's staring up at where Vern's eyes would have been, so he's looking slightly above you. <gasps> Can I help you, friend? And that's where we'll leave it. Uh, <laughs> oh, 